Johnson. Brewers had such a good job. Brewers had a sledgehammer for a job. He hurt Hagler a little bit. He did hurt him. He's fighting back though. Yeah, he's hurt there. He's hurt there. You see that left? So that hook? Yeah. God damn. These niggas was throwing, bro. Damn. They're like, get the fuck out of the way. We, we, we going at it. See, they don't fight like this no more, man. Yeah. Look at the crowd, man. Hagler now just uses defense. He's walking towards her. He's doing the right thing now. Rose is on his bicycle. Hagler now throws his body. You know what I love about Hagler? He had that, that Triple G style. Yep. Just stomping forward. Stop your ass. I'm coming in to destroy you. He's trying to throw Hagler off balance. But you see how Hagler is still coming. He's still coming. Hawking. Both fighters are really off balance. Catching it with that right. You know what's funny too? He was naturally right-handed. Oh, yeah. But he fought southpaw. Right hook. Power in your right hand. Right hook, bro. That's what I would do. I'll, I'll fight southpaw. Right. I can hit. I can hit with my left. Did, did he ever switch to? He stays southpaw. See how he snuck that little short right? Look at the blood on Hagler's face though. And he's still going. Nigga was war. Remember that hat? Yep. War. Yep. <laughs> he did all that shit. <laughs> that motherfucker's like, what the fuck? All this in the first round. That's sugar Ray Leonard. There's no boxing at all, just fighting here. Hagler, how I look about that right, man. Hagler had heart. Yeah. Not Hearns. Hearns had heart. This might be the most brutal even round you've ever seen. Wow. They look at each other like, yeah, nigga, I'm here. Man, they don't fight like this no more. Nah, man. They don't oh, fight like that no more, that's man. That's crazy. Running from them. This, this is round three. Hearns was actually winning the fight. Was he? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Watch this punch he hit him with, bro. He hit him with, like on the back of the head, and Hearns was really, really hurt. Bad. That jab. He's bro. still throwing that jab, though. That jab. Oh, you keeping him at bay? Yeah. He would have won. The, if he could have done that the whole, he would have won the fight. I think that's what Leonard saw. Leonard saw that. He stumbled there, though. Got him in the corner. Not, not with this motherfucker. He bought it. 
Yep, the blood. They, they was about to start the fight for the blood. For the blood. And Hagler he was bleeding in the first round. Yeah. And Hagler said, "I got to get him out of there before they start the fight on me." Right. And he did it. That jab was a problem. Yep. It was a problem for everybody. Straight left. He see, him with see, that see how hurt he was? Yep. He was hurt. Oh, man. He just dropped. Hearns. Harder and champion, man. Yeah. Heart. Hearns had man. that heart, man. Niggas, we don't talk about Tommy's. Tommy had heart, bro. Tommy the hitman. But you know what? Honestly, he would have kept going, man, if the referee didn't stop that Emmanuel fight. Emmanuel Stewart was real pissed off because somebody in his entourage massaged his legs before the fight. Who? Hearns. Really? And he said, uh, Emmanuel Stewart, God rest his soul, said it affected, he felt that that massage affected his legs, his legs. A little bit. Yeah. his legs up. Yeah. But marvelous, man. So here we go. We're going to go right into this episode now, man. This is, this is a special episode for us. <clears throat> we're gonna we're honoring the late great marvelous Marvin Hagler um, who passed away at the age of 66 a couple of days ago and I text you Jay you know to let you know and of course man that was like really heartbreaking news man but yeah, tell I us about it, the legacy of um, you know Marvin marvelous Marvin man and and you know what he meant to boxing the impact that he made in the sport of boxing, man. Oh, man. Marvin's Marvin and Hagler, man. Um, I remember growing up, like, my mom's boyfriend was a big boxing fan. That's kind of mm -hmm. probably why I became a big boxing fan, because we always watched fights. I remember, like, this cup that had Marvelous Marvin Hagler on it with all the belts. And I, used to, I didn't know who he was. I'm like, who's this boyhead guy with all these belts? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> who is that? He said, boy, that's Marvelous, boy. That's marvelous right <laughs> that's marvelous i'm like who is who is this guy right and so as i like grew in the sport of boxing just started to like really love just boxing as a sport like i just was so drawn to it and i started to really watch a lot of his fights mm -hmm. and i said wow this dude was a killer yeah you know what i'm saying he yeah. was a destroyer you know right. what i'm saying so i started like watching a lot of his fights his old fights i mean of course tommy hearns and then, i mean i was a little little kid, right? When yo boy, the great Sugar Ray, Leonard. Sugar Ray Leonard, the greatest boxing resume, I think so ever. I, I it's think so. not even a debate. I mean, you you know he's my favorite. Him and Ali, Ali. Foreman are, are my three favorite boxers of all time. But that that was a special fight. Tell us about um, and I know we're skipping around here, um, but tell us about that. Sugar Ray Leonard, that, that controversial Sugar Ray Leonard fight against Marvelous. How that fight went, of course, you know, Sugar Ray came out of retirement, and a lot of people are saying, I mean, a lot of people think that Marvin won that fight. Um, but, of course, he won. I'm going to be honest. Sugar Ray won. As I, I watched it. Actually, I watched that fight like three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I actually watched it on my iPad, and I, like, thoroughly watched it. I... I like. I mean, Marvin Hagler is one of my favorite fighters because mm -hmm. I love the action. Right. 
you know, the action, aggressive, com- the comers. Right. Um, but when I really assess it from a judge's standpoint, and boxing is an art. Yep. Um, Sugar Ray Leonard used the sweet signs of boxing art to give the imagery to the to not only the fans but to the judges, but to the judges yeah. of dominating the fight in those rounds in the most important aspect when it came to flurries mm. and punches. Right. So Sugar Ray won. He, he won I mean, fight. He, he won the fight. And he towards did. the end of the fight, I mean, it seemed like he, he faded, yeah, right. but he did enough to win. Right. I mean, then you have to really look at it like. He came out of retirement. He was retired for three years. Mm-hmm. Came back and fought the undisputed yeah. champion. Right. At middleweight. Should have for it. Walter Wade most of his whole career. Mm-hmm. Came back at middleweight. That was impressive. And beat the best middleweight in the world. Yo, marvelous. That's quite that, a, that's I mean, that's a that's a that's an incredible feat to do that alone. When you look, think of Marvelous Hagler, right? He was dominant for majority of the 80s. Absolutely. From 1980 to about 1987, 88. He ruled the He was the man. Between him and, and Tommy Hearns, and we're going to talk about that fight because we just talked. I tell you what, one of his greatest fights, man, um, a guy, he's like my homeboy. Uh, I call him OG. I call him OG Charles. He's 65-year-old <laughs> you white guy, man, from, right. from the city of Richmond, man, with the all-black school. Man, the fight that was one of the best wars was Vito Anifermo. Really? Okay. I thought you were going to say another fight, but okay, tell us about Vito, that one, though. Yo, Vito Anifermo, I've never seen anybody go toe-to-toe with Marvin Hagler like him. Mm. They, 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 beat, they literally beat... The life out of each other. I didn't even see that fight. Wow! Like just, they they went at yeah they went at each they other. They went at it like that was an amazing fight. They fought like two or three times. Did they really? Yeah, yeah that okay. that fight was they that was a war. And it seems like all of Hagler's fights were wars. Toe to toe, man. And I think the most pivotal, like you know, there's a saying um, <clears throat> that Joe Frazier used to say, and he told. Uh, Marvin Hagler, he said, you're black and you're a softball. Mm-hmm. No one's going to really watch you. So you got three, you got three yeah, strikes. Three strikes against Yeah, you're black, yeah. you're a softball, and nobody have interest to, to watch Just that. Really watch it, right. And I can, see, I can see that back then because, I mean, softball's been around forever. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people feel that softballs are not a draw. You know what I'm saying? But... Obviously, this brother was a draw. I mean, he had he had a flair. He had he had the mystique. He had the ferociousness. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we watch boxing. We watch gladiator sports. We <laughs> we watch gladiator sports. You know, we want to see the blood. We want to see the the story in the ring. Right. Exactly. You know, like we're doing media because. We view the story in the ring, right? And we gain dialogue and perspective, right? That that's what we interest in. We want to see the story, the story of the right. ring. And when I look at what Marvin Marvelous Hagler gave us, he gave us the wars, the, war. the stories. Like it's like watching him and Tommy Hearns was like 
watching World War Three before World War Three. Right, I, I agree with that. <laughs> it, it was a bloodbath. Like that 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 first round. I mean, you would talk about that too because we we obviously just went through that first round. But that first round, they say it's the best round in boxing history. I mean, do you disagree? I, I that is the best round. That's that's I mean, what I that's like the, best the best. Round the I've first ever. round. I mean, dude. <laughs> <laughs> of the first round wow. looked like twelve rounds. Right, you said that. You definitely that. Said that. That's crazy. Like, I mean, the pace they were just they were just trading punches. They it, the what I loved about that fight is it, it felt more like a brawl. It was a brawl. Yeah, and, and, and Marvin and Marvin did say I was watching. He did say they did not like each other at all. He said that you know they had some bad blood. Of course, Hagler felt disrespected. I mean, he always had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder anyway because he had all these fights nobody really watched. You know what he had to do to actually um, earn and gain respect? Are you pulling up this fight here to Marvin Hagler versus Vito? And the Fermo. Oh, okay. Dude, this this fight was like incredible. Mm. Like incredible. I mean, these guys were going doing at each other. Um, we'll watch a little bit of this clip. I mean, Hagler just looks mean too, man. I mean, he was a no-nonsense guy. But it's here, this guy Vito. And the Fermo, and the Fermo. A lot of people don't know about Vito and the Fermo. You're, you're right. He was a, he could fight, man. I remember Mills Lane. Ooh. And Infermo had a beautiful straight right hand. He leaves with that right hand and comes in. Because, you know, that's that's the biggest weakness, the straight right. Yeah, especially when you're fighting um, a softball. A softball yeah. you, wanna, you, want, you want to measure him with a right hand. Right. And we're susceptible to their straight left. <laughs> That's it's hard to, it's hard to see it. Yeah, hard to see it coming. In, in the thing about Vito and Infermo, I never see somebody keep coming forward mm -hmm. against Hagler. Like As he you just can see right there. Yeah. Coming forward like yeah. give yeah. me some more of that. He wants all that smoke. He wants all that smoke. I mean, they went, yo, they beat yeah. each other up, man. Like, a lot of people don't, beat, and Vito Infirmo was not a big guy. I see that, yeah. He's, he had heart. Mm -hmm. And he was hitting Hagler. And you see, I mean, he, he he's very active with that jab, Vito. Then coming in with that right, see that? I think a lot of people underestimated Hagler's IQ mm -hmm. in the ring. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, he could he could counter you. He can cut the ring off. He can beat you up. Yeah. He can actually box at a beautiful, beautiful jab. Yep. Nice counter left hand. The only thing is, well, he didn't use the jab as much, but he was effective when he did use it. Like here, here he's actually using that. Yep. Yeah. Man. That's beautiful. 
That's beautiful. <laughs> a, a lot of people they slept on Hagler, man. Hagler had it all, man. And this, this and, and yeah, you he, know was, he was a complete fighter. Absolutely. And you know who he remind me of? I who? think me. I, Man, Earl Spence reminds me of Marvin Hagler. Bro. Really? That's a very... I can see the comparison. I can see that. He yep. reminds me a lot of Marvin Hagler. Bro. I can definitely see that. Volume puncher. Yep. Stays, keeps punches at you. I mean, I, I mean, look at him. He, he does not stop throwing punches. See, he's fighting right-handed. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. They, they switched. Back mm-hmm. to softball. It, he all around, man. This, this guy... Rest in peace, God rest his soul, man. This yeah. guy yeah. gave us a lot. We ignored a lot of what he gave him to the game of was. boxing. We, we just didn't appreciate him. We didn't appreciate him. Boxing, I'm not saying we, but I'm speaking of boxing. Right. We didn't appreciate his greatness. Mm-hmm. And he always felt like he had to prove himself. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, he was hurt the way he lost his titles to Sugar Ray. Yeah. And he said, boxing robbed me, and I just was tired. I was he just, left and never he came left, back. He left never came man. back. Yeah. So there was something that he felt like, this is who, this is who y'all really wanted. Mm-hmm. He's like, like Ali. Like he, I, I feel like Hagler and Leonard could have had that trilogy like Frazier and Ali. Because Ali was the people's champion. The people's champion, yes. Frazier was... The blue collar, the blue collar yeah. hard, you know, underdog, underdog right? same as Hagler. Yeah, that's a very good comparison. We so, really could have had two more fights. And they would have made a Ray. lot of money. Right. Oh, yeah. And I, and I definitely think it would have been, I definitely think it would have been three but fights. I, yeah, but I think you're right. I think he wasn't appreciated. He, just, he went to Italy and never came, he never came back yeah, to boxing. Vito's throwing a flurry of punches there, man. Vito and Fremo can fight, man. Yeah. People slept on this little guy. Lee right hand. Yeah. Popped him. How many people you've ever seen Hulk Hagler? Yeah. You, I mean, usually it's the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hagler's like, yo, I'm going to box you. Right. And Infermo, man. Now, now you know another fighter. You know Infermo. And we're going to talk about another fighter that he fought, the Beast. Um, Hagler went up against John, was it Mugabe, I think it is? Oh, John Mugabe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good feat. Beat John Mugabe. I know. But it, but Hagler said that was... John Mugabe was tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mugabe was tough. I think he was from Ghana. Something like that. I yep. think he was Ghana or either Nigerian. But Mugabe was tough. He was tough. Yeah, I remember. I saw that fight, too. Yeah. Yeah, Mugabe, they was trading, bro. Mugabe was an underrated fighter, just like... Very underrated. Like Muhammad Kwawi. That's right. Nobody really... He fought against um, your boy. Who? Vander Holyfield. Oh, Vander Holyfield. Kwawi, man, gave Holyfield hell at Cruiserweight. And he was 5'6". He was that small? He was small, man. man. Small. He was small. He He fought much bigger than... He he fought fought, much bigger than that. I mean, oh yeah, man, it's like... There's so many guys we could talk about, but I, I tell you this, man, uh, for everybody that's hearing this podcast and supporting us, man, we uh, definitely appreciate all the support. This is definitely a love of ours, dialoguing yeah. about sports in general. Like we, We're going to have some great basketball commentary, especially college Absolutely. basketball as well. Yeah, we'll be talking uh, my about man, that. My man DT <laughs> is the basketball, he's the basketball aficionado you know and, how I do. and guru. 
But man, just to to all the listeners, man, thank you for listening to us, man. This is a passion of ours. We appreciate it. And that. Uh, you know, anybody out there in life, and if you got a dream, if you have aspirations, man, it's never too late and you're never too old, man. I agree and with we that. definitely wanna always try to give people inspiration and inspire people because my homeboy here has yeah. given me a lot of inspiration to do this and to help me do this. And we doing this together because we definitely make each other better. And you got to find somebody in life that's going to help you with your dreams. Some, pe some people are going to be a part of your dream. Yeah. So to all my listeners, you know, always stay inspired and, and never give up on your dreams. And I, and I think and I appreciate that, man, because that's why we, you know, we, we, you know, we came together to do this podcast. And this is I'm so glad that we're able to, you know, make this come, you know, make this actually happen. You know what I'm saying? Because we've been talking about this for a while. So, so here we are. And I mean, if you think about the way Hagler lived his life, I mean, he honestly was an underdog, was a guy that people slept on. But like you said, he overcame all that adversity, man. And he, he proved that you can actually, in fact, you know, make your dreams come true if you work hard, man. And that's one of the things that I really appreciate about Hagler. Um, like you said, you were slept on. One of the things I wanted to point out too, before we go, we wrap this up, um, wrap up the segment about Hagler. Couple things, I don't know if you know this, but he has the highest knockout percentage. Hagler does. I looked this up the other day. The highest knockout percentage for that middleweight division of all time, percentage-wise. I think it's like something like almost, more than more than Julian Jackson. They said something, maybe because wow. he fought more. I think probably wow. he fought more, but it was like something close to seventy percent, sixty-eight, seventy percent, something like that. But y'all can look it up and Google it, but it was something close to that. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I had to look it up myself, but I, I couldn't believe it. But yeah, um, can you tell us about um, another epic fight that he had, bro, um, was with uh, Duran? I feel like Duran fought a Roberto Duran fought a lot. <laughs> that fight with him and Roberto Duran was definitely a classic. Duran was oversized. I mean, this guy for a lightweight. That's what I'm saying. He fought like, lightweight, welterweight, middleweight. <laughs> he fought. He fought. Every, I'm all, he almost fought in his 50s. Yeah, he went a long time. He fought for a long time. For a long time. Um, I tell you what, man. Um, a fight that a lot of people don't talk about was when he fought the caveman Lee. Yo, it only lasted one round, yo. And they said it's one of the most devastating knockouts. Hagler, yeah. You're going to look that up because well, I... Well, you know, Swinney, I think they we were talking about that on, I believe it was ESPN, that fight. The caveman. Yeah. <laughs> First round. Yeah. Knockout. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were talking about that on, on, I believe it was ESPN. Yo. That was crazy. <laughs> Yo, all right, that was you. Yo, that was crazy. Let's see a little bit, of, uh, a little, little bit of that. I call that uh, brute force trauma. Yo, man, this joint, yo. You said yo. that was illegal. Yo, I'm talking <laughs> violence, bro. He woke up. He yo. woke up with. He woke up with violence on his mind. Yo, oh, yo. He wanted to kill and destroy. Seek, kill, and destroy. Oh, yeah, man. This man, look, when a man's walking around with a hat that says war, yeah, see, leave him alone. That's what I'm saying. Leave him alone. Bro. Right. Leave him alone, man. Yeah. Um, 
What else is this? so being it's a devastating loss to boxing, um, I'm not gonna say anything I don't know, because I don't wanna sound very dumb. I haven't heard what Max Kellerman I didn't hear anything he yeah, said. Yeah, they paid they paid tribute it was on um ESPN earlier today on first take and I believe they had Teddy Atlas on and he had he had a very um special tribute um honoring Marvelous. Um but yeah, I, I know Kellerman was talking about Marvelous earlier today and just talking about some of the same things that we were talking about with his career and where he came from, you know. What's there not to say about Hagler? Like, you can't... There's not enough words to talk about when it comes to Hagler, man. This is against the caveman? This is the caveman, yeah. I wonder why they call him the caveman. World Middleweight Championship. This was in Atlantic City. To us, but he would try to come strong and try at the very beginning to upset the temples of the champions. And he just. Oh, man. That was vicious. Yo, that was crazy. He's pounding him, pounding him with that right hand. He's leaning. He's on the ropes. He went through the ropes. Bro, he was, the ropes were holding him up. Bro, he was out. He knocked him down twice. Punished him in the first round. Punished him. It's like, like you know, let's do a. Uh, let's have fun with this tribute to this brother how do you think because you know a lot of people like we're, we're talking boxing we're talking we're talking names people never heard of right. they were actual legitimate good fighters yeah they were contenders contenders you know what's crazy like i would love to see what people would say like people are so obsessed with the mystique of floyd mayweather mm-hmm so when you say boxing, automatically you think of Floyd. Right. And I'm just like looking at Tommy Hearns, mm-hmm. Roberto Duran, Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler. Man. I just don't think. Man, those are those are Hall of the, Fame. Yo. Do Do you think Floyd on his resume have the icons of boxing on his resume, like? Man, I almost feel like it's a loaded question, but I, you you know how I feel about Floyd. We talked about this before. There's nothing you can take away from Floyd Mayweather. He's undefeated for a reason because he's great, right? But when you compare resumes, right, and you compare like icons, like okay, he beat Canelo Alvarez, who's at this point going to be one of the best boxers ever, right? He beat Oscar De La Hoya. Right? Those are names that pop off. You know, Oscar De La Hoya is a Hall of Famer. But there's first, always... A, first but, ballot. But, but there's always an asterisk. In other words, when, when you think of Oscar De La Hoya when he fought Mayweather, Oscar De La Hoya was completely out of his prime. He was an older fighter. I think that probably was one of his last fights ever before he walked out the ring. 
Uh, his last fight was that pounding from Pacquiao. Right, that's right. Oh man, that was terrible. That was but a he tried. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that Mayweather. Who else did Mayweather fight that you would qualify as an all-time great Hall of Fame first ballot level boxer? Pacquiao. We talked about Oscar De La Hoya. Um, Sugar Shane. Sugar Sh- Sugar Shane. Yep. I mean, Sugar Shane had. Uh, Mayweather in trouble the first round, though. I think it was the, or the second. second round. The second. It was the first or second round. The first or second. It was the second round. I mean, the first round was good, too. Yeah. But when he, when Mayweather said, okay, time to go to work. He went to work. Yeah, he went to work yeah. quick. He said, you know what? I'm going to stop playing. Oh, yeah. He started attacking. Because yeah. some Mayweather just was the master of understanding how to beat his opponent. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of Mayweather fans... Are not gonna like what I'm gonna say. I have to agree with you. He just doesn't have. He has the resume, mm-hmm. but when we're talking about the Hall of Fame, all-time great fights, he kind of let those fights get away with time. I fully he has the that. names. He has the names. Right. He has the names to solidify who he's beaten. He has the names, but, but- it's about. When you beat them right. in their career. Right. If you would have fought Shane Mosley in 2005. That's when I wanted to see that fight. They would have been, I think it would have been more was Mosley was past his prime to me when he fought Mayweather. Oh, yeah. And it so, was for the money. And, and so was Pacquiao to me, even though he's still fighting great at 41, 42 years old. And so was Oscar De La Hoya. But you know the argument to that, right? Mayweather didn't really want to fight. It seems to me, if you ever hear this, he's probably going to say, we don't know shit about boxing. Uh, quote, right. quote, quote, Roger Mayweather. <laughs> you know shit yeah, about yeah, boxing. Yeah, right, right, right. That sounds like something you say. <laughs> exactly. But if you, if you really, like, look at it from a boxing perspective, what were we saying? We were saying... About Floyd's resume, right? And you compare it to some of the, I mean, you talking about the Hall of Famers, like, of course, marvelous, yeah, like Tommy Hearns, you know what I'm saying? Sugar Ray Leonard, yeah, man, like the level of competition, level of competition. I mean, these guys, but this Roberto Duran, of course, bet. But this is the thing. This is the argument, like, that I will have with you. I'm gonna be, as you say, objective, (laughs) right? Because I'm a little biased, so I'm gonna be objective. The thing is about Mayweather, and he's probably not going to like this if he ever hears this, which I doubt he will. Never know. Uh, never know. Right. He didn't really want to smoke with Antonio Margarito. You, yeah, you said He that ducked before. him forever. He never fought him. Why? He was a wrecking, he was <laughs> a wrecking, wrecking ball. Yeah. He was a McKilling machine. Right. And he just kept, he kept coming, mm-hmm. pressure. Those, mean, you said before, those are the type of fighters he this, wants this, to avoid. Those are the type of fighters. The fighters that get, ignite you in the war, they're going to take some from you. Mm-hmm. And um, just like Cotto, when he beat Cotto, but he had the plaster gloves, right. which he should have been banned forever for mm-hmm. that because he yeah. could have killed him. That's illegal. But yeah. Cotto, I think he would have beat Cotto without it. He overwhelmed him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Floyd never fought Margarito, but... Before 
they got the deal done to fight Shane. Shane just beat Antonio Margarito, knocked him out. That's right. So that was a blockbuster fight with Antonio Margarito. Mm -hmm. He beat him, and they made a fight with Floyd happen. It was just had to happen. Right. And Shane was a champion. Yep. This is the argument. Like, Floyd beat guys when they were champions. Regardless of where they That's were in their point. career, yeah. he beat them like he beat, as they and, were you know, champions. And I know we talk about Hatton, I'm not a big fan, but he was a champion. He was a champion. Then too. Um, I can't dispute that, you know what I'm saying? But you know, when you compare resumes, man, and I think the best era to me 80s. of boxing was the 80s. 80s. There is no doubt about that, specifically with the middleweights, you know, like that was the era the 80s going into the early 90s to me from 80 to about 91 92 the era the, yeah, the, yeah that was the golden era of the boxing. julio cesar chavez is yep. the meldrick taylor oh man you bring out the uh, names man. oh yeah you bring it taylor, out. roger mayweather yeah even roger yeah i give I him mean, credit yeah hector camacho it was a it was stacked that's it, what i'm it, saying it, it, it was know? stacked yeah it, it was it was that. Yeah, every time you turn around, there was a, a big time fight. Even um, Chris Eubank. Her, yeah, we talked about Eubank. Chris, yo. He's he's forgotten for some reason. Yo. I'm not really sure why. Yo, that dude, that dude was the truth. <laughs> like Eubank, yeah, Eubank was, was nice. He, his he, son, not he so much. Problem. His he's be, he's a lot he's a lot better fighter than his son. Um, but yo, Chris Eubank, bro. Yo, like he was legit. Um. So all through the eighties and eighties, man. man. Uh, Nigel Ben. You talked about Nigel Ben. Nigel Ben was. He's a problem. He was a problem, bro. Yeah, he was a problem. Uh, McClellan. Very respectable fighter. Yeah, it's sad what happened. Very sad. Very sad. You know, um, I love that story. Yeah, when he fought Nigel Ben. Yeah, that was that was sad. That was like early nineties. I think it was. Yeah, it was early nineties. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man. You that that span was. You dead on, man. I say from eighty to ninety-two. Yep. Man, it was yep. blockbuster, man. It was it was just great fights out there. Right. Great fight. Even from UK, even UK fighters. European fighters were good. They, they were good. Yep. Like Eubank was a European fighter. Mm -hmm. Nigel Ben was a European fighter. You know what I'm saying? Julian Jackson. He was he was out. He was in the late like that mid man, late eighties. Just looking at him scares me. Yo, the Hulk. He was the Hulk. So it's like when you compare Marvin Hagler, Pryor. You talk about Pryor. Aaron. Pr Aaron Pryor. Aaron Pryor. Mm -hmm. Thank you for reminding me. He was like what the eighties. He was eighties. He was eighties, man. When you think of all those guys, man, and you look at those guys, and you try to compare the people that Floyd beat and fought. But you know what? We can't be biased. It's we got to be objective. It's a different era. It's a different era. He has to fight the guys. He, he's got to fight the guys in this era. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Pretty Boy Floyd could definitely fight them guys. That's the definitely. Pretty, that's a young, pretty Boy Floyd. Not the, you're talking was, about the, Flo the Pretty Boy was better than the money. Yeah. Oh, well, without a doubt. I, I think I agree with that. The Pretty Boy toe to toe slip. You know, shoulder yeah, roll, pop you. Sharp, man. He sharp. Was I mean, sharp. he was. I mean, that's why it's like it's so hard to take anything away from Floyd, because when he was Pretty Boy Floyd, yo, yo, my man was blockbuster, yo. Mm -hmm. 
I definitely agree with that. And then remember coming up, the amateurs, the Olympic. I mean, he was. I was like, who is this kid, man? Was, like, they, 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 they did him special. dirty. He was special. Though. They did him dirty. I know. He got a bronze. Did him dirty. I mean, what did he really deserve? Gold. I, I, we all know. Like they, they, they do. They do that to all. I hate to use this term. I don't like being political. They do this to all African American fighters. I mean, look what they did to Roy Jones. Yeah. Really? He outclassed the guy, and you give the guy the gold medal. Like how? Mm. You know what I'm saying? How? Floyd Mayweather did not lose in the Olympics, but they, they just do. They just do That's certain awesome. fighters I like that. Don't understand that. They I mean, do certain was fighters the best like that. Fighter in the Olympics. In period. the '96 Olympics, yeah. absolutely. Period. Hands down. And he became world champion, in a, I think, in a year. It was a quick turnaround. Was it a year? I know it was quick. I'm like, man. It was like a year and a half he was yeah. a world champion. But you you saw that coming, though. Like, you knew. I think the guy was coming. named Gennaro. Gennaro, Gennaro Hernandez. Something like that's, that. That's who he got his first title. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, compare, it's like when we talk about any fighter, we have to bring Floyd up. Especially if they was around his weight class. Yeah. But... Marvin Hagler, man, um, the guys he fought and the guys he beat and his dominance for that decade. And his overall record was what? 63, 62-3-2. He only lost two fights. One of them, which was, of course, Sugar Ray Leonard, which was controversial. 52 of them was knockouts. That speaks for itself, man. Yeah. So, 52 knockouts. So, he, he fought... 67, 66, 67 times and 52 of them was knockouts. And he's not fighting bums, really. He fight le legit. Legitimate. Most guys back then were legit. Yeah. Guys trained hard. Even, guys even, guys. even uh, was the caveman. He was, yeah. le he was legit. Mean, he was 21. 21 and 2. I mean. With like, what? Oh, I think 19, knockouts? 18 knockouts. That's what I'm, so he's not fighting plumbers, like you like to say. He's yeah, not, like, taxi drivers. <laughs> taxi cab drivers, yeah. That's what uh, Berlanga fighting. Fighting Uber drivers. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe in that guy yet. Okay. But we're not going to go there. That's yeah, we talk about time. But yeah, we're honoring um, the late, great, um, marvelous man. I just feel like you know, as we wrap this thing up, you know, we were reflecting on his life, of course, and, you know, growing up there in New England, New England area. He had that accent, too. You know what I like about um, Hagler, too? When he, he was a really good interview. Like, when, when, when you interviewed, you spoke with him, he was very articulate. He said what he, what was on his mind, and I just liked the way he you know he carried himself. Like he carried himself like a professional. Never got in trouble like that. You know what I'm saying? He he just held himself to, to the such a high standard as a professional, not just a boxer man, but like a professional. And that's what I appreciate a lot about Hagler, man. And then even when he left and he went away to Italy, he did that in a professional. Like he just left. You know what I'm saying? You know he lost the fight and he left. You know, and went on to acting or whatever he did. Do you know anything about the history? Now, this is pretty cool about him because mm -hmm. he, he is from Newark, New Jersey. So, did you know he anything was born about? In Jersey, yeah. yeah. Did you know anything about the 1967 riots? I heard Jersey? about it. I don't. I don't know all the specifics. He but tell was, us a was more he about was it. he was a refugee. Okay. From that. Yeah. Um, and then that's when they moved to Brockton, Massachusetts. Went up there, yeah. And a lot of people don't talk about um, his absolutely great. Um, amateur career. He had a very decorated amateur career as, as well. 
And uh, the the Petronelli brothers discovered him in the amateurs. They found him, yeah. They found, found him. him in the amateurs, yep. man. And yep. he, he was a force to be working with, man. Um, There's a lot about this guy, man. He was um Golden Glove in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. okay. was Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York City are definitely and boxing. We represent the North, man. Yeah, North from boxing, New York. I'm going to be real. It's, it's kind of crazy when you look at, like, athleticism. You think of the South. Right. You think of, oh, them guys from Florida, or those mm -hmm. guys from, you know, North Carolina, Alabama, Texas. You think right. of football, basketball, right. track and field. You right. think of, like, right. athletes. But I don't know. It's just something about the North, man. Guys just, they, they, they fight. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they fight. We got a lot to fight for, man. Up like, up North, man, Philly, D.C., Maryland, Jersey, yeah. Jersey mm -hmm. Massachusetts. Y'all guys fight, man. Yeah. It's right. like a fight. That's like the fight in Mecca is... That region, it, that area. I mean, my, my my mom is from Connecticut. You know, my dad grew up in New York. We it just got the gyms are open, guys. I mean, that's, it's either you get in trouble, right, <laughs> or you fight, right? Because we we have a gym right across the street from my my mom's house. That's where day you know all day you know God rest his soul where he trained out of Freeport and he, you know, and I mean just a lot of guys come out of that gym a lot of guys I mean, even i'm from long island but we have a lot of guys that come from long island too man you know that's fighting and it's like we're just groomed to be fighters up there man you know looks like it you know looks like it man um it's a fighting town up there man it's a fighting town um you know the dedication to marvin Hagler, man um like the bible says man god bless the dead man um, it's really sad that we just lost him so suddenly. So soon, right. And um, at sixty six, that's still 66. relatively young. That's still relatively young, man. You know, you just becoming a granddad. Right. Yeah. For real, that's when you a grandfather. Like, I mean, ideally, yeah, grandfather. Of course. <laughs> I mean, I know some young grandfathers younger than me. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, you know what I'm saying. So it's uh, man, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't want to say I'm lost for words, man. It's just like, yeah. The incredible mean. thing is you you hit me up. It was like, when you sent that to me, I was like, no! It came across my phone. I just couldn't believe it. I really, I couldn't. Like, I couldn't believe it. Because we were talking about him, I believe, like. A couple days. Yeah, exactly. A couple days prior. Right. Yeah, a couple days prior. You know. We talk about him, man. It's like. And even with Spinks, when he, you know, he passed away too. We losing, we losing the legends, man. Right. You know, but the legends will be forever immortal. You right. know what I'm saying? Like. These these men are legends. They will be forever immortal. They forever have their stone in the sport of boxing. Yep. Well, everybody, um, I would like to inform everybody it's going to be a great fight this weekend. Um, yep. Virgil Ortiz facing Hooker. Um, undercards are going to be pretty nice. Um, Eddie Hearn always have great undercards for these type of fights on Dazzin. Um Usually with Dazzin, the only thing is these fights usually are are early during right. the day. Right. So so if they're in America, I think this fight is going to start at eight, eight or in between eight or nine. Okay. But I will be watching um, Virgil Ortiz. Everybody, look out for this guy, Virgil Ortiz What's Jr. What's your prediction? Uh, violence. <laughs> violence. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, I'm predicting um, a knockout. A knockout. I mean, let's be this 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 kid is sixteen and zero with sixteen knockouts. knockouts. Yeah, that's He's crazy. knocked out everybody. everybody. That's great. And you think the same thing's gonna happen here? 
Hooker is legitimate. He's from out of the UK. He's from he's he's British. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he can fight. Yeah. This is a, actually a step up in competition. Okay. For uh, Virgil Ortiz, but I would be surprised if he got upset by it. It would be an upset to me if if he lost. But you don't think that's gonna happen? I don't see it. Okay. This 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 kid is strong. He has great. He's a great body puncher. He punches in great volume. He has great uh, punch punch placement. He places his punches where he can hit his target. What's his biggest punch? Right hand, hook? Right hand. Yeah. Right hand. He gets you out of there. Yeah. It's something about that orthodox fighter, man. Most orthodox fighters, right hands, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Right hand. It's like, it's just it's like the, but you know what's crazy? Like most southpaws hurt you with their right. That's true. The right hook. <laughs> I don't know why that is, though. Right hook, man. Yeah. yeah. Just like the hook. The left hook is bread and butter for orthodox oh, fighter, right, but yeah. softballs, you rarely see them really hurt you with a, they, they'll hurt you with a straight left, mm-hmm. but they get you out of there with that right hook. I mean, that's what Hagler was doing. Right hook was, a, his right hook was one of the best. I mean, he had that to a T, like. Yeah, one of, the, one of the best. One of the best, man. Um, It's like, you know, just talking about him, it's like, man, why is he gone? And, 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 you know, Sugar Ray Leonard had a great deal of respect for him. He was talking about that earlier today, giving tribute to him. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of going, you know, going too soon, man. But uh, you were wrong about that uh, David fight. You said, you said, Benitez is going to knock him, knock Ellis out in, I think, the fifth or sixth round. That was your prediction. Yeah. They stopped it in the 11th. Yeah. <laughs> You're a few rounds too. <laughs> yeah, but you, gotta, yeah. You, gotta, you have to remind me, huh? <laughs> no, but it was the power, man. He just, he was just, he was annihilating. He was killing him. The straight Benavidez, right. I think, you know. And he has a great first name, too, David. David Benavidez, yeah. man. You know, he's yeah. strong, man. He's big. He's a big, super middleweight. I he's, think, um, I want to see him and Charlo. He called him out. Yeah, I want it. But Charlo wanted, I mean, I they gotta make that fight happen, man. It gotta happen. That's the yeah. only logical fight right. at that division. Yeah, there's nobody else. Right, that's true. So that's, yeah. I mean, then he's not gonna just. I mean, let's be real. With show your, your boy is the cash cow of boxing, but Benavidez is not gonna walk into no fight with Canelo. Nah, that's not happening. That ain't happening. Nah. And I'm gonna be real with you. And I'm not quite sure if he's quite re- let let him fight Charlo first. I want to see that. Then first. you know, I want to see you know Demetrius Andre get the winner. Why not? Mm. The boogeyman. He's yeah. a he's the boogeyman of the middleweight division. So you say okay. not even Canelo. Canelo don't want that. So you want you so him and Charlo first, then your boy, and then he, you know whoever the winner out of that uh, that fight. Absolutely. Gets in the ring with uh, Canelo. Absolutely. I, like what, I don't know if that's gonna happen. That's like ideal though. You know what I'm saying? But these fights need to happen. But the thing is, is about. Canelo is the draw. The pay-per-views are going to yeah, sell. right. That's true. But actually, this is, I think, the problem with the, the Dazzin deal. They want the subscribers. Right. I'm a subscriber. We, we are subscribers. Oh, yeah. Because when you are, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're subscribers. So, Dazzin is like one of the first streaming services to be like a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like ten or twelve bucks a month, but right. for a year it's like a hundred dollars. Right. I mean that's worth that's it. That's worth it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they are trying to is, is the proper word allocate, allocate yep. the amount of streams all about streams, that he right. draws. Right. And he does draw the streams, but people are like he's not but he's not fighting. They want the big streams. Right. Like people are streaming to see this. Like a fight with Jamal Charlo, like right. a fight with Demetrius Andre, but there's no big names in the division. Right. I see what you're from saying. From 160 yeah. to 68, there's right. not really any big names, right. and Jamal Charlo is a super welterweight, right? Which is 154. Yep, and he's not moving up. He's not moving up because I mean, that's his, bro- yeah. his brother. His yeah. brother. They said they would never. And they shouldn't. Yeah, they would never. They're, they're, I, I, I remember hearing a podcast say it's like <laughs> their mom broke up the fight. When they were little, they broke up the fight. He said, you guys are not supposed to be fighting. You guys are brothers. They dogs, from, man. He said from then on, they said they'll never fight each other. Even when they sparred one time, it got crazy. He's like, nah, we're not going to fight each other. So they'll they'll remain in their respective um, weight classes. But that, I mean, that I, listen, I, I would love to see Demetrius fight. I want to see that. Oh, your boy Virgil Ortiz, he's confident. He's talking about Terrence Crawford? That ain't gonna happen. I mean, it could happen. Ortiz. It is. Yeah, so I don't know. Honest, I'm gonna be honest, bro. Huh? You whispering like this is. Uh, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm nervous. Yo, that'd be yeah, yeah, you know, you, <laughs> The way you it's said something, that. It's something I see in Virgil, bro, that you just can't teach. I got it. I see what you're saying. He's just he's scary. That, he has that. He's just it, scary, bro. Yeah. And Terrence can get hurt. Gamboa showed everybody you can hurt him. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how Gamboa hurt him that bad, but he hurt him really bad. Even Aaron Spence clowned him. You got you got hurt by little Gamboa. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I, Aaron Spence, Aaron, he, I really want to see that Aaron Spence. He is Spence so and good at shit talking. Yeah. I, I want to see that because he talks so much. Yeah. You know? I would. I mean, that is ideal for Aero Sprints to fight. Uh, but the sad part, you know, what I'm saying the sad part is about Demetrius Andrade. He had a fight with Billy Joe Saunders two years ago. Mm-hmm. Got canceled. Joe Saunders pulled out. Yeah. Why? What? I mean, he didn't want to get that L. Oh, exactly. He wanted to maintain his perfect his oh, record. Yeah. Clean. Yep. Oh yeah. Do you? He fought, you know, Demetrius on the trade fought everybody in amateurs. Everybody got a piece of him in amateurs. Yeah. He fought Keith, everybody. Keith Thurman, right here, fought him in amateurs. That's the amateurs. When they yeah, was, they was younger. Yep. They don't back. want. They, he get knocked. He got knocked down. You know, but fights with the strong hand in front, natural right hander, fighting as a southpaw throughout his entire career. It's the equivalent of if you yourself had gone into the ring and fought as a southpaw. Have you tried it, and what advantages do you think it gives to Andre? Yes, I have tried it. The good thing about it is that it puts that beautiful uh, right hook in front. Mm. Out goes Andre. He was landing a left hand. He caught him with that straight right. And he himself, Andre, has never previously been knocked down. He got knocked down a few times. That round was being dominated. Daniel, this is a perfect situation. Straight. Callum left hook. Beat the counter straight left. Oh, he's coming with the punch. straight left. Okay. Oh, yeah, he heard it. As he was coming, yeah. 
Did the stanky leg, bro. Okay, the man did the stanky leg. Right, the left hook got there first. And the Yeah, he caught him. But let's see what he does. Oh, that was some time ago, though, right? Yeah, it was a while ago. He was was young in his career. Let's see what he does. Let's see what he does to folks. Yeah. But, um, Demetrius Andre definitely needs to get a top fight. He definitely needs to get a top fight. I I think he needs a big fight. He deserves it. No, he's the boogeyman of the division. Now, his Achilles heel, that chin. He can get hit. Mm-hmm. He don't care. He wants the he, best. He, he doesn't. He doesn't mind getting hit. He's he's ready to get in the ring and fight. Anybody. Yeah, he wants to get in the ring and fight, man. Yeah. So we about to wrap up. Yes, sir. It's um, been great, man. I know it's getting late. You came from work to yeah, do this man. episode because we really had to, you know, put a set. I wanted to put some time aside to really talk about marvelous, you know, and um, it definitely was um a good tribute on our behalf. This is you know. I guess the most we could do to kind of talk about him and honor him, you know, and we, you know, we send our prayers and condolences out to his wife, you know what I'm saying? And his family during this time. Um, that's pretty much it. We're going to wrap this thing up. Any last words, um, Jay? Um, last words is um, manifest your gifts in life. Um, that's something that we're both working on. Is, is manifesting your gifts. I love to give some inspiration to people. Manifest your gift. Whatever it is that you do well in life, whatever it is is truly your gift, that's what you need to do. Because if you're doing something in your life that is not manifesting what makes you who you are, then you're just wasting time. Mm. Manifest your gift, man. Like, don't be afraid to go for it. I've been afraid all my life. Like, I've I've always been afraid of actually. I've always been afraid of just actually doing the things I always want to do and it working out. Mm-hmm. I've definitely been afraid of success for some reason. I think. Yeah, you're not alone, man. I think it's definitely a problem with us human beings when a lot of things, a lot of doors shut on us and, you know, a lot of doors not only shut, but they close on us. There's just something else. Right. Sometimes doors shut because God got a plan for you and your plan is to do the things that he wants you to do. God always wants you to be in your gift. God gave a gift to us all. None of us are no more special than the Knicks. It's all about application. Application is the most important aspect of anything in life. Apply and manifest your gift, and uh, that's it. Yeah, you're getting deep with it, man. I appreciate that, and I think the audience will appreciate that as well with that positive message. You know what I'm saying? I really, um, I, I really, really appreciate you um, um, giving that, that to us. So that's pretty much it. We're going to wrap this thing up. Please remember to follow us on all social media platforms. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube even. You can subscribe to our channel. Uh, We out, man. Peace out.